Hey, everybody. Welcome to In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. I want to thank you all for listening and thank you for downloading or streaming or where, whatever you're, however you're listening to this. And uh, please make sure and uh, subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on and leave us a five-star review. It helps out. And as well, uh, consider subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon Plus. See uh, patreon.com backslash fight game media. It's uh, we have extra shows on there, uh, almost one a day. It works out to about 20 to 25 a month and uh, all kinds of stuff. I've got you covered in uh, pro wrestling, boxing, MMA, uh, even pop culture with, uh, you know, the uh, Mike Hulu series going on right now. And uh, I, I imagine uh, Gary Gonzalez and Chris DiPetrillo will be back with their Karate Kid or, or uh, Cobra Kai podcast uh, coming up soon probably as soon as they both have a chance to watch it. But uh, we're here with the MMA show. And uh, Ryan, we had a week off, so we don't have a UFC to review. But on our We Gotta Talk About segment, there was some MMA this past weekend, and uh, it's a rare time when I'll tune in to a Wednesday Wrestling Observer Radio and hear them talking about Dana White's Contender Series. But that's what we're going to talk about today as well, because uh, uh, the story of the MMA world in the last week with no UFC, especially Raul Rojas Jr. Right? Yeah, yeah. 17-year-old kid who uh, was on the Contender Series this past year. And, I mean, you couldn't watching him fight you couldn't tell me that kid was 17 years old he was he was incredible and just uh yeah i mean and he fought a really good opponent too uh, martinez yeah yeah mando gutierrez and yeah i mean but rojas just controlled every every round and looked every bit of a guy who was 25 and who'd been doing this for year for years just a great show and he's six and oh now and yeah he got himself a ufc contract for sure i mean it was just <laughs> and he's the talk of the he's the talk of the mma world you know right now with all the all fighters you know you know Aljamain sterling the current man champion thinks he could be thinks that Ro- rosas could be a champion by the time he's 25 i mean and rojas said no i'll, I'll do it before i'm 20 <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a, I mean it's a lofty goal, and he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be fighting people, people you know older, more mature, more more filled out, you know yeah. than him coming up soon. But I mean, God, that was just it was incredible. Just just he looked so damn good. That and and I mean and you know and we haven't even mentioned you know like he didn't even get he didn't get a finish like he won by decision and this first uh, first time in his career he went past the second round uh, but he I mean he could have finished him in the first round like you know it uh, good that just speaks to Gutierrez was you know a tough tough opponent like you said and but he just dominated and when he didn't get the finish he just he didn't change his game plan. He just he just kept going, and I you know I don't uh, I don't remember what the scores were, but I mean you could have given him a ten eight in the first round. I, I mean they don't usually give ten eights for rounds like that, but uh, second and third were a little bit closer. But clearly he won all three rounds, and and yeah, like you said, I mean just even like he doesn't even look like a kid. Like even just like facially, like his face, he looks like he's been fighting for. 
10 years. Like his face, like, he, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like if you, if you didn't see this and, and you see his face, I think you know what I'm talking about. Like he looks like he's been in some fights, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Everything he said, he said there, he said, yeah. sorry, I was getting, a, I was trying to get an update on something that we'll talk about later. Okay. Later, so. All right. No, no, no problem. But, but he's got like his voice is like, you know, yeah. when he, when he talks like he, I, you know, it's, I, I assume like English isn't his first language. He's from Mexico, but he speaks really good English, but he's got kind of a, kind of a funny voice. Like, not like a Mike Tyson, but just, you know, it's, it's different. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but, um, and he doesn't even really have that much of an accent, but, um, he, uh, yeah, just, uh, he, he, he has, a, he has that voice of a 17 year old high schooler who hasn't quite hit puberty. Yeah. Puberty yeah. Yeah. Yet. But, but he doesn't look like his voice. Like, that's yeah, the, no, yeah, no, it's, that, yeah. Oh man. It, it, you know, it just, I was kind of blown away, but, but so confident and, uh, you know, like, he was not the only like I was thinking like perhaps he might not get a contract just because, you know, like he didn't get a finish and he's only 17. And I thought, you know, maybe they'll use it as a gimmick to bring him back for next season. And then, you know, like kind of secretly giving him a developmental deal, like kind of like Bo Nickel. But I mean, you know, I guess they just want to get this guy locked down. And uh, I still think like they got to be really, really careful with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's going to have to be. We don't want another Sage North cut on our on our no. hands here, on or even Jake here. Matthews. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, that's the guy I've seen him compared to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good comparison yeah. as well. So, so, but but yeah, just let him develop. Uh, you know, like kind of Sean Shane O'Malley. Sean O'Malley. I always want to say Shane because Sugar Shane. You know, but yeah, like Sean O'Malley, like that, like kind of bring put him on that path, and just hope that you know everything goes according to plan. And, uh, but, but I mean, again, and he's Mexican. I mean, that is super important too. Yes. Yes. It's a bit, that's going to be a big, big deal right there. Yeah. And, and what do you think about Gutierrez? You think we see him again? I, I think, I, we, I, I hope so. I think we see him, you know, like somebody, you know, he gets a win or two on the regional scene and there's a short notice opportunity. He could be a guy who gets a call or gets back on contender series again next year. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping. Um, all right, and then yeah, we might as well just you know get right into you know there's not much else on the rest of the show. I mean, all finishes, uh, three in the first round. Uh, the third, uh, the opener was was until the third round, and actually that was a hell of a fight too because uh, Jafel Filo was losing the fight, and uh, and you know he needed a finish in the third round and he got it. Uh, minute 31 into the third round, uh, finished off Roy Bear. Echeverria with uh with strikes and uh you know picked up the win got himself a UFC contract uh everybody got a contract again um you know no surprise with you know four finishes and a 17 year old kid uh stealing the show um a lot of international guys again Nurillo Aliyev from uh I don't know somewhere in Latin America uh Rosas from Mexico Bruno Ferreira from Brazil and and Jafel Filo from Brazil as well, and, um, and yeah. Austin Lane, the former NFL player, player oh, who lost to lost to Greg Hardy. Uh, when Greg Hardy got his UFC deal, he he wins, gets a UFC contract, looks very good. Did you hear that shot to the cup during that fight? No, that had to be one of the worst sounding groin shots I've ever heard in my watching the MMA. It was like complete, like gunshot 
Oh, now you know what? Now that you mention this, I did see it. I do remember it now. I just I don't know why I didn't think of it when you asked me. Um, yeah, and and the guy just didn't even hardly take like I think it was like thirty took, seconds, right? Uh, I think he took like seventy seconds. But yeah, oh, was it? Okay, yeah. Was it? Yeah. I just remember because like usually when they do the the stop thing, I'll I'll just fast forward through the time, and I remember it like not being very long. I was surprised. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the Gabriel Gonzaga Chris to share. Cup shot. Oh yeah. So sure couldn't fight. Yeah. That's here, here that Jacoby, one I remember. Yeah. Here Jacoby was, you know, right back in it, you know, about a minute later, and then ended up getting finished like a minute later after that. So tough dude. Tough dude to Jacoby. Six he first loss. I didn't know Lane was a former NFL player. I, I must have missed that because I, you know, I, I usually skip the the packages on them. Yeah, and he was he was like a legit NFL player, not a guy who was on he practiced squads like he played actual NFL games. So that's like uh, just like Hardy. Yeah. Uh, guy beat. Yeah. But he'll probably, he looks like a better UFC fighter than uh, Greg Hardy for sure. Yeah. 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 I obviously took his time coming up as opposed to Hardy, who they just kind of rushed because they wanted to capitalize on the uh, yeah. experience. And uh, yeah. And Ferreira uh, in the main event, middleweight looked real good. Nine and oh, 29 years old. Uh, he, I mean, he'll, you know, he gets like two or three wins and I, I feel like he's going to be like right in there. Um, you know, he's, he's ready. Like, you know, good, yeah. good fighter. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, finished off Leon Aliu. Um, and, uh, and then this coming week, uh, we have the uh, final uh, week of the contender series. Um, they did a nice little video package at the end of the show on Bo Nickel and obviously just as confident as ever. Actually, I feel like that interview may have been like replayed because a lot of what he was saying sounded familiar. Um, <laughs> but he's in the main event, uh, obviously against Donovan Beard, uh, tough opponent, seven and one, um, you know, with, uh, a bunch of finishes. Um, and so, you know, uh, submissions too. So, I mean, if he, if he does go to the ground, like he's, he, you know, he's going to have to fight off those submissions, but, um, that's, you know, kind of what you, you want to see, kind of see what this kid's got. Uh, but he's, you know, I don't think he's too worried about it. Um, uh, other than that on the card, I see Venetius Senshi is a kind of a, I, I've seen that name before. I'm just looking at his record. Yeah, no, maybe not. I don't think I've watched any of these fights he's been on, but um, yeah, you know, you're typical. A lot of lot more international guys. You got a UK guy, Australian, Brazil, uh, wherever the heck Francisco Linera, Freddie Linares is from, Ecuador, another Ecuador fighter. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. No women's fights on this show, so probably a lot of finishes. Yeah, no, none on the last show either. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you got anything else to. I, I do want to talk. I do want to talk a little bit about the Bo Nickel because I saw a lot of comparisons when they signed Ro, Rojas, and sure, you know, they didn't. We'll put it in air quotes. Sign Bo yeah. Nickel. Bo Nickel. Signed him. I mean, there's there's a lot of people like I've I explained this when it happened, and there's a lot of smart people, especially those in the media, who like you don't even really need to know the whole story to figure out out the whole story. And Bo Nichols' manager, Malky Call, basically, he basically said what the whole deal was. Deal was, but Bo Nickel, his whole thing was UFC wanted him before he even debuted, so they work out a deal. They work out a deal where he fights that one fight on Masvidal show, and then the whole deal was was Malky wanted him to have some experience. UFC wanted him right away. What do you do? You come to an agreement to put a, give him two fights on the contender series. 
you know, over, you know, in the span of two, six, seven, eight weeks, eight weeks, they got 10 weeks. You, you can easily do two fights, two fights of 10 weeks and get them, pat his record, get them to three and oh, three and oh. Then once the second fight done, is done, especially if he finishes, you know, in the first round, he officially signs his UFC de- deal and then he debuts either on the December pay-per-view card or, or on a big card early next year. But he was always going to be with the UFC. It's a shadow deal. I don't know how, how people can't pick up on it. It's very <laughs> it's very obvious to the naked eye. Naked eye wow. what's going on. It's they're not letting him not they're not letting him get away. Well no and, and I mean I I I gotta think that you know, like they don't disclose like any kind of fighter pay or anything for yeah. these shows, and theoretically, these guys are are aren't even oh, getting paid. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, but and I mean, he's getting and, paid, <laughs> and he's going to come in on a bigger deal than than the standard contender series. The contender series guys get ten and ten to start. Yeah. He's not Bo Nickel's not going to be making ten and ten on his probably, first UFC deal. Probably, 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 probably fifty. 30, 50. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. 40 and 40, something like that. Yeah. Well, no, if he ever fights in California. Um, the, yeah. Um, yeah. the uh, speaking of that, I was, uh, I, you know, because sometimes the way I read some of these um, uh, observers uh, is like I, I read like the first, you know, five, I don't know, five, six, seven pages, and then I put it away and then I come back to it later. And I've got like a stack of them on my bedside table. Anyways, I was just reading the one from um, the San Diego show. And uh, I was surprised. Angela Hill was like the third highest paid fighter on the show. I was like, that that kind of surprised me a little bit. I mean, I guess it shouldn't have because she's been around for so long. But 150 grand for her, like that kind of seemed high. But, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, if you can get it. Yeah. She's got like 20 UFC fights. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was other than the two main eventers, like she was the next highest paid, I think. Um, And yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. 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 So she's got something like, close to if not 20 UFC fights always fights fights on short notice it, it's just yeah that's kind of yeah escalates right. i guess escalates, yeah. but but that's also i think why sometimes we see these kind of fighters get cut you know um not that i'm not saying angela Hill's gonna cut anytime soon but when you're making that kind of money and you're not a contender and you're not somebody that's moving pay-per-views or or ratings those are the kind of people that are going to get cut as, yeah. as we've talked about yeah. before they, they can they can afford it. They're 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 making oh. billions billions. Sure, of they dollars. can. It's, they can add still, a zero to every single person's contract and running, and running an event, running events in a gym. <laughs> yeah, so. but I'm just saying, like, if you know, if if people are wondering, like, I mean, you can you can hire ten straw weights and pay them, you know, like the same amount of money as you're paying Angel Hill, and um and and you know, and you, you, maybe one of them is going to be a contender. Yeah. So, I understand I mean, it. I made I made the joke. Somebody was talking about Endeavor buying WWE. It's like, yeah, sure, let them, let them, and then half 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 of your roles in SmackDowns will come from the performance performance center so that, <laughs> as a cost cutting measure. Oh God, you, you know that's probably not far off. <laughs> um, all right, uh, what do we got here? Uh, I, I'm just blanking for a second. Oh yeah, Bellator. I didn't watch it. Did you? <laughs> I haven't even watched uh, Rampage I, yet. I saw the you know, <laughs> I saw the Yoel Romero finish, and I kind of checked out from a lot of stuff this weekend. Uh, okay, just, just mental break. Mental break. You know, tried to take. Hey, the you deserve it, break. man. Tried to take. You were hard. Tried to take it. You were hard. 
tried to take a social media break, tried to take an internet break as much as I could, could all weekend. I basically sat on my laptop playing, playing a OOTP, which is out of the park baseball, baseball. Oh yeah. 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 Just, yeah I literally, just, literally just played that, played that all weekend and did, and freed my mind from everything. But I did see uh, the O.O. Romero finish of Melvin Manhoff third round, third round Romero was back. It just, it was oh, absolutely yeah. nothing fight, you know, until then, yeah. and then finished Manhoff, yeah. and Manhoff retired afterwards. And then, uh, shocking, yeah. But I heard it was a really great crowd, and people were saying that saying that uh, Dublin should become Bellator's new home base because kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> they do a lot of shows out there. Um, the uh, I saw the Peter Queeley entrance uh, was he stole um, Oslin Daly's theme song. Um, the uh, zombie. Zombie, yeah. That's Korean Zombie's theme song. Why? No, 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 no. no. It's Osling Daly. I'm sorry, man. I, I I hear that song. I think of Osling Daly. I'm like the only person in the world that does, but I I miss her. I <laughs> I, I I liked her so much. Um, but yeah, they it was a yeah they had a, a few of the Irish fighters on the main card. Carl Moore, Siren Clark, both got uh, submission wins, and then uh, Peter Queeley lost in the main event to Benson Harrison. Went the distance. I mean. You know, he's kind of a journeyman fighter. So for him to even go the distance with Benson Henderson is probably a bit of a win. Uh, probably Liam McCourt, maybe going to, you know, has got a win over Deanna Silva. Maybe she's going to get a featherweight title shot down the road on one of these Dublin shows. Um, see if there's anything else interesting. Brett Johns won for the Wales fighter. Uh, Georgie Carcanian lost on the prelims. That's uh, surprising. Yeah, and Pedro Carvalho uh, upset Mads Brunel, in my opinion, unanimous yeah, decision. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I I don't necessarily consider that an upset, but I say yeah, my opinion. But yeah, yeah. I well, you know, it's funny because he lost to Pitbull, but he beat Daniel Veichel, uh, and then he goes and loses to Piotr Niedzielski, beat Sam Cecilia. So I mean, he's yeah, he's like one of those guys that's probably not the kind of guy you really want Matt Spurnell to fight if, you, if you've <laughs> got any plans for him. Uh, but yeah, Carl Albrechtson too. That's another fighter lost on the main card. So, uh, you know, I, I, again, if, if I, it was a busy weekend, like between, uh, you know, I said last week coming into this, that, that it wasn't, but there's like a lot of regular TV on this weekend. We've got baseballs heating up and uh, football and um, wrestling. I, and again, I didn't even get to watch all the wrestling. So, um, yeah, I just I kind of took a week off of weekend off of um, MMA too. My son, uh, you know, my as a lot of you know, my son was sick and he was getting better this weekend. So I spent a little bit more time with him, had some conversations with him, which I haven't been able to do in like three weeks because he was in a coma. Um, and, and he's out now and he's talking and everything. So I, I did spend more time at the hospital this weekend than I have uh, recently. And uh, but. Um, uh, yeah, so I yeah I just didn't get a chance to watch it. But um, this coming week, speaking of uh, Pitbull, uh, he's got a he's fighting in the main event uh, in a show from Long Beach uh, on uh, Showtime on Saturday. So it's uh, Pitbull or sorry, yeah, Patricio Pitbull. Sorry, his brother uh, defending against Adam Borix in the main event, and we also got AJ McKee Jr. on the card, Aaron Pico. Uh, Juan Archuleta, it's a big, big card, uh, this coming weekend for Bellator. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it whenever they first announced it. I was like going head to head with the 
UFC and but uh yeah Pitbull against Borks great fight AJ McKee moving up to lightweight lightweight despite Carlisle that's a that's gonna be a, yeah a, I mean Carlisle he's not he's not a top level fighter by any means but he's he's a guy that's gonna put you in the trenches and it's gonna and we'll see what McKee is made of after losing losing the title losing his undefeated record and moving up a weight class with a, and then Pete Pico and Kennedy, that should be just a hell of a fight right there. Like that, that probably be end up being the best fight of the card and, and real, real, real test for Aaron Pico now, oh, yeah. that, now that he's, you know, improved, but Jeremy Kennedy is like really good too. So yeah. Former UFC fighter, former PFL fighter, uh, one of the few guys he's undefeated in or no, he lost he lost to Alexander Volkanovsky in UFC and then he got cut. But you know, he had three wins before that. And uh, usually UFC doesn't cut guys like that, but um, you know, and then he went on to PFL and got a few wins there. <laughs> didn't get cut. He his contract oh. is uh his contract was up after that fight and it, it oh. just okay. it, it took too it was taking too long and he wanted a paycheck, so he went went and okay. signed with Brave and never and UFC's been wanting him back, but Bellator snatched him up before. Another interesting name on that card uh, people might remember is Max Roscoff on the prelims uh, who um, quit on the stool against Austin Hubbard in uh, 2020. And then he uh, came back, he won a couple fights in Cage Warriors, and now he's back on you know a semi-major stage. So we'll see if he's got got the heart again you know i think that's what a lot of people are questioning and dana white was pretty mad at him but uh he is uh he is back and uh fighting mike hamill on the prelim so uh looks kind of like a bit of a tune-up fight and lance gibson jr who uh better known as the um son son-in-law i think of uh, uh was it uh Julie Budd, right? Julie Budd, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lance Gibson Jr., his dad's a fighter, 6-0 Canadian on the prelims as well, fighting Dominic Clark. So, yeah, interesting card from Long Beach. Uh, it gets underway at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. I assume that's the prelim. So main card will be 10 on Showtime with uh, the four fights. Uh, Juan Archuleta, Barzola is the other one that we haven't really talked about. So, uh, it should be, I like I said, really good card by Bellator standards. But... Um, and, and you know what, like there, it's an earlier UFC, so it might be one of those deals where if, you know, if you finish UFC and you want to watch some more fighting, uh, the, the main card will probably be just getting underway at, uh, when Belter is done. Yep. Uh, all right. And then we've also got one has another show this weekend. We talked about this after the first one, um, which was, uh, last month, Amazon prime. They're back on Amazon prime this month. Uh, I guess this will be a tape show from Singapore. Um, and Angela Lee is in the main event, who is one of their signature stars. And uh, I will definitely be watching this one. I mean, if I don't get the belt, I'll definitely watch this because I'm a big Angela Lee fan. Uh, so she's fighting for the flyweight title, which I think she's Strong had. title. Yeah, they, it says flyweight here, but you're right. They always, um, because they weigh in at 125, but yeah. they're always one weight class up. Um, so she, but she was the former Adam weight champion. And so she's moving up, um, and challenging Jing Nan Jiang, I, who I'm not familiar with. Um, there's also Timothy Nastukin is fighting on this card as well as Martin Wynn. So there's actually more fighters on this card that I'm familiar with that I know. So I'll probably end up watching the whole card or at least all the MMA fights anyways, because there's also a grappling fight and a kickboxing fight on the card so I, I might skip those and just watch the mma stuff but 
that is uh that's on one and and th- those shows are great like if you if you didn't check out the last one with um uh demetrius johnson and uh who's it who's the guy he beat uh Marais? yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that I mean, that was a great show, and and I'm sure this one will be as well. Lee's had some really, really good fights, and she's just superstar, like marketable. Um, she's actually she's listed as American here. I'm pretty sure she was born in Canada, but she grew up in Singapore, and like she's just got roots all over the world. And her brother Christian also fights for them, and he's like a couple years older than, or a couple years younger than her. And uh, he was, he's like um, this uh, Rojas where he was like a pro at like 16. And by the time he was 18, he, I think he was like 10 and one or something. Um, but uh, the two siblings are like superstars in, in that, in that world. Uh, not, not in us yet, but uh, yeah. So that is, uh, that is the one that's all the uh, MMA that we've got. Yeah. Lead, uh, leading. There's a, uh, there's also an Invicta show on Wednesday. Oh, great. And uh, yeah. For uh, for Invicta fans uh, on there, let me have Adam a... title fight. Jessica Delboni against Julian DeCursey is the main event. Oh, uh, yeah. A few few of the uh, few of the fighters who are on Ultimate most recent Ultimate Fighter back in Invicta. Caitlin Neal against Hannah Guy. Helen Peralta is fighting former UFC fighter Poliana Botello in her first uh, post UFC appearance. So. So, this yeah, Tracy's been around. I've seen her a few times. Yeah, so. she's on there. Um, I uh, this is on Access actually, so um, they're uh, they're not on uh, on streaming anymore. Or I'm sure they are somewhere too. But uh, you can get you can watch this on Access. So yeah, I'm glad you reminded me because well, it's going head to head with Dynamite. But I'll uh, I'll probably tape it and watch it at some yeah. point. Yeah. But yeah, the course he's a good fighter. I um. I oh, five and three. I don't know. I just uh, these Invicta shows, man. I don't know if you've watched one in a while, but they're tough to get through, man. Like, <laughs> I, I they're not bad, but they're just. Uh, I haven't I haven't watched them since basically UFC kind of poached everybody. Everybody, yeah. but back in the day when they had Aldana and Grasso, and even when Cyborg was fighting fighting for him, you know, those were fun, some fun watches back then. This is uh, Invicta 49, so the next show will be a big one, their 50th, which I don't think anybody thought they were going to get to 30, let alone 50, but here we are. Yeah, so yeah, I'd forgotten about that. There's actually a ton of shows this weekend because I was going through the topology list trying to find the UFC show, and there was like... I had to go through like two pages to get to the UFC. So um, a lot of stuff, I mean, LFA, like all the usual suspects this yeah. weekend. But um, so, yeah, so that's Wednesday on Access. And, uh, and of course, the main event uh, for us of the week and the one that we'll both be watching, you'll be covering for The Observer. I'll be tweeting about if I watch it live and we'll talk about it next week is uh, speaking of Invicta, another women's uh, fight with uh, Invicta veteran Mackenzie Dern headlining against uh yan um and i know when this fight was made i asked if this is the perhaps takes the uh the title of the least marketable main event and i don't know i i actually feel like Mackenzie dern is a pretty big deal and i don't know if i actually agree with what i said earlier now but because it's her second straight main event now or not second straight she second main event uh Sion's first but um, but yeah, it's a pivotal strawweight fight. Dern is, um, you know, somebody that everyone looks at as, you know, like a future superstar. 
you kind of place bets on what language she's going to decide she speaks when she does her post-fight interview. Um, that's that's not fair. I'm, I shouldn't have said that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm interested in this one. I'm uh, you know because Dern is like she gets to the ground, it's over. But Jan can hit hard, so you know we'll see if uh, Dern can take her punches. It's kind of the story of this one, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, talking back to earlier when I got distracted, uh, the show is actually going to be closed doors, uh, closed to the public and the media. They really? just announced that today. Today, there's something going on. I've been trying to find the reason, and I've been sending out feelers and text messages. And all that. I can't haven't got an official reason. I've heard uh, just that it's nothing bad. It's not COVID related, not COVID related, not nothing bad. I heard a rumor that, uh, you know, this is possibly like, I don't even know what this stuff is. And, and I'm in my mid thirties and I'm usually up on technology and I don't know if you'll know, but, uh, there's been talk about them filming something for like VR and the metaverse. Oh. So, so there's kind of like a rumor that th- they might be doing that, and I think they need as few people in the building as possible to to do a test run. I don't know that's for sure. That's what a that's a rumor that I kind of heard. I haven't gotten anything official other than it's non COVID related, and it's not bad about why they're closing it. But yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's I mean, no public, no media in, inside the building building so just gonna be kinda, just the fighters and just and the, the corners fighters and corners and commission basically kind of like um like the old uh like tough uh, in a way but even less way, people yeah. than that yeah i mean and i think even it's gonna be like the very first yeah like uh, the first COVID, COVID shows yeah first COVID shows because even then they they had media but the media was staying like in the back yeah whereas like they're not even allowed in the apex this That's week. weird. This I, I mean, but hopefully they're allowed it, for like media day on, on Wednesday and the weigh-ins on Friday, but like Saturday, it's like completely closed. So do you think they'll, do you think they'll like explain it on air? Uh, I mean, if we'll find out a re like I haven't gotten a reason and yeah. you know, somebody's supposed to be putting out a story tonight about, about okay. it. I mean, if there's, if they're like Ramon if, Day or one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. If they're going to, if there's an like, like a re- reason that they want to get into they'll they'll release it okay. i mean i've heard like i said i've heard it's like nothing bad so so i don't see why they wouldn't say why they're i'm just like doing. thinking like for the person for the people watching like they're gonna wonder you know so i i, I would yeah. hope that the announcers yeah. will address it yeah yeah it's gonna be a little bit different because i mean yeah i mean now even even us us who watch every show and see the apex you're used to seeing people people all yeah. over the place and still the media and all that there and then just for it to be completely like empty like like it'll be different but yeah be cool though like they what you're talking about if it is that um so i i guess you would go in afterwards and maybe you're watching like as if you're like one of the fighters and you're like you know you can kind of see what's going on from like inside the octagon or something or you know yeah. who knows maybe you're like the referee or i i don't know like i don't know what the i don't quite understand the appeal of it although like i i kind of do but i've never tried it so um i have the i have one of those vr headsets but yeah, I, I mean i know i know nothing about, about okay. this like i said it might not it might not even be that be that reason but yeah but uh you know so we'll see, it's we'll just, see. yeah but yeah but as far as uh 
main event. Uh, very interesting, in my opinion. I don't know if, if the winner will face will get an immediate title shot. Maybe Dernwood, if uh, especially if Esparza beats uh, beats uh, Whaley. Maybe, yeah, maybe that could, maybe that could happen. I mean, Marina Rodriguez is also there, though she's fighting here soon. But yeah, but a uh, uh, very very good test for both women. Not like I said, not the biggest main event in the world, but also probably not the worst main event of the month. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So what's so what's just, the what's the other one that we got to look forward to? Oh, uh, the fifteenth show with Alexa Grasso and Vivian Arujo. Oh, maybe that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> when, yeah. I, when I mentioned like, but that one's but that one's like a short notice. Hey, yeah, we got nothing else for this kind of thing. But yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. We're in the apex, anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As I was going through this card like earlier today, um, like there's a lot of names on this card. Um, you know, like the, the main card actually itself is it's kind of a backwards card. Like the main card has a lot of like pe- names people don't know. But then when you get into like the early prelims, it's like right from the first fight, there's, you know, some some decent names. So um, I, you know, I think this would be an interesting card that people will, you know, if you kind of pick it up at any point in the card, you'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, I know this person. I know that person. And, you know, you kind of watch it and some fun fights, no title contenders or anything like that. But um, you know, some decent names and, yeah. and then, you know, big main event in the, in the strawweight division, um, you know, fun co-main, you know, with, uh, the ageless Francisco Trinaldo. Um, I wouldn't, I, you know, every time I see him, I figure this will be last time, but just keeps going, um, and keeps winning. <laughs> um, you know, he's, uh, he's won five of his last six fights and I think the guy's like 70 years old, but, um, He's 44, but there's no way that guy's 44. He's older than me. He is definitely older than me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I always say something like 93-year-old Francis. Yeah, yeah. And he's fighting Randy Brown, who's, you know, he's been around forever too. Um, you know, one of the original guys from uh, Dana White's looking for a fight, which I don't even know. If, is that still going? Yeah, yeah. They, they don't, they do, more, I think like one show every quarter or something like oh, okay, that. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's one of the OGs of that show. Um, and yeah, it, yeah. like I said, I, as I was going through, it was like, oh yeah, you know, this guy, this guy, you know, and then I get into the main card and it's like, oh, okay, well, I don't know this guy. I don't know that guy. But uh, Sexy Maxi's on the card. Like that's, uh, you know, must see. And I know I got super excited when that fight was made um but uh yeah i i outside of the main event though ryan uh what are the three fights that people need to watch for three fights uh the first one i'm going with is that co-main event randy brown against francisco trinaldo randy brown like you said uh looking for a fight guy guy uh you know came in with a lot of a lot of a lot of hype had had a kind of like so 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 ufc star he'd win a couple fights and then then lose to like Bala Muhammad and, and get back on track, lose to Nico Price, get back on track, lose to Vicente Luque. But he's coming in three straight wins and he's looked better than ever in these last three fight last three fights and is really climbing up the ranks. And of course, the ageless Francisco Trinaldo, Mr. 93 years old, just just I mean, just an ultra tough guy. I mean, yeah. he he's almost impossible to finish. I mean, he's been submitted submitted a couple of times, but he's never been knocked out in his career in his career. And even his last submission loss was to Kevin Lee, you know, over five you know, five and a half years ago. So he's gonna he's gonna really test Randy Brown and that should be a really fun fight in my opinion and could be the best fight best fight on the card. So uh, don't overlook that one. 
another fight I like that's on the main card. It's the opener. It's a lightweight fight. Mike Davis against Vyacheslav Borshev. Uh, Mike Davis is really talented. He just uh, he's been slowed down by injuries. He only has three UFC fights since he signed in 2019. He uh, debuted with a submission loss to Gilbert Burns, which is not, which is nothing to, nothing bad in that in that. But then he knocked out Thomas Gifford, and then he hasn't fought since January 2021 when him and Mason Jones had a really just incredible fight fight there on Fight Island. Oh, it yeah. was just yeah, back and forth. And that was that one. It was that. like seven o'clock in the morning. That one. <laughs> it wasn't that early, but it was pretty pretty damn damn early. But uh, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, really. He's really good, and I, I'm I'm more so eager in that fight to see Mike Davis back. But Vyacheslav Borshev, he was impressive on the Contender Series. Mixed results so far during his UFC career, but, yeah, that, that should be a fun fight. And then I'm going to pick a prelim, and I'm just going to go for it and say the heavyweight fight between Alexi Olenek and Ilir Latifi. <laughs> just because, I mean, Olenek, you know, he's another he's another old guy, 45 years old. 45 years old. There is no way that guy's not 60. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry. But he's looking for – this is his 78th career fight. He's looking for his 61st win coming off a submission of Jared Vandera in April. And that was when him and Latifi were supposed to fight yeah. in April. So this is the first time Latifi has fought, you know, since June of 2021. And, uh, yeah, just two old heavyweights who – it could be very bad or very entertaining. So yeah, yeah, let's go with probably that. probably a mixture of both. I would think. Yeah. Um, I uh, I said Chelsea Handler's is fighting on the card. Or Chelsea Handler. Chandler. Oh, okay. So it's not the talk show host. Kind of looks like her a little bit. Like Come, on. Version. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, you knew I was going to make that joke. You had to know. Um, I probably made it before. Probably made it when the fight was signed. Um, all right, and my three cards. You know what? I when I was going through this card, there's a lot of. Sorry, I was, well, what the hell are you doing? My gimmick of uh, playing music in the background, get us kicked <laughs> off the air. We got in trouble last week for uh, trying to play uh, Jose Aldo's theme song, which no, nobody I, knows. I, I get a notification. Notification. I open, and all of a sudden, the Cowboys game is playing in the background. Oh shit! So, uh, oh yeah, how's that going? Cowboys are up twenty three thirteen as we speak. Cool. All right. I was, the only way I was going to lose one of my fantasy games is if like Sakon Barkley went off. So I assume that's not happening. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, I want to be so, not so fast. Oh, okay. All right. We'll see what happens then. No, I was winning and uh, I don't have Saquon Barkley. So I'm like, I, I just needed to make sure he didn't go off. Well, he's got a, he's got 115 total yards and a touchdown. Oh, so I'm going to yeah. have to look that up. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the bad news, the bad fantasy football news on the air. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was, I was down like, I was up like 40 points. So I, I think I'm probably okay. It was, uh, and they, they had one of the Dallas receivers too, but, uh, all right, so my ROI is I actually did my homework this week, and uh, every fight on this card like has some value guys in it um, from what I've seen. But my best best values, I got Brendan Allen 
uh, minus 105. So basically a pick em against uh, Christoph Jocko, which kind of surprised me. But then when I looked at Jocko's record, I kind of see why he's, you know, Allen's a bit of an underdog. But I still, like, I would have thought Allen would be a huge favorite. So uh, he's got a 33.8% ROI, and he's 3-0 and when he's been an underdog. And he is a slight underdog here at minus 105. Uh, the other one is the the other two are actually big favorites, but they they still make money as favorites. So Sadiq Youssef is a big big favorite against um, who the hell is he fighting? Uh, uh, Don, uh, Don Shanus, which pff, I don't know who that guy is, and uh, he doesn't never beat anybody. That's got to be a short notice fight, right? Yeah, I mean, you'll I'll get, get, it. You'll I'll get, get into it. it. Yeah. yeah, but he. Uh, Yusuf's a minus 900 uh, favorite, but he's five and one as a favorite. So I think your money's pretty safe on that one, but I'll probably throw that on a parlay. And then Randy Brown, we mentioned uh, minus 300 favorite in the co-main event over Francisco Trinaldo. Um, and he has got a four and two record as a favorite with a 38.7% ROI. So Randy Brown, Sadiq Yusef and Brendan Allen are my three picks. And of course, you know me, I'm going to bet on, John Castaneda every single time. So, but that's not an official. He does have a 50.4% ROI, but he's only had two fights where there's actually been betting odds on them. So I, I was surprised that I could swear I talk about that guy so much. I figured he's fought like a hundred times, but no, just twice. So uh take us through the rest of this card. Yeah, let's hope that you're you do better on your bets than Gianni the Greek. Yeah, he's he sucks. Hey, he he actually had a good week on the contender series this week, but I've been I've been tracking him. He was like he just picks the underdogs every single time. Like, yeah, well, he had a good week this week, but like coming into this week, he was like three and twenty five over his previous <laughs> twenty eight bets. I mean, it'd become a running joke. I I would be watching the contender series just to track how bad his bets bets were. I want to pay any attention to anything else other than this. You bets. just pick, pick whatever he would just pick the just object fit, or whatever yeah, he tells you to do. Yeah. It's becoming fade the Greek, fade the Greek. <laughs> but yeah. uh you gotta give him credit. At least he had a good week this week. But uh, anyway, uh entire show on ESPN plus uh prelims at four Eastern time, main card at seven Eastern time. Uh prelims kick off of a Bantamweight fight. Guido Canetti against Randy Costa. Canetti is uh, keeping the string of lots of fighters over the age of 40 on this card. He's 42, but he's coming off a, off a win when uh, that ended a three-fight losing skid. And Randy Costa, always always an exciting fighter, always action-packed, but uh, he needs a win because he's lost his last two. Last two, But, I mean, this fight's this fight's not going the distance. So, but uh, <laughs> should, I mean, I mean, Randy Costa, he's got he's got nine fights and nothing nothing's gone past the second round. So, yeah, that that one that one should be fun while it lasts. Then we have a 140 pound catchweight fight: Julija Stoliarenko against Chelsea Chandler, who's making her UFC debut. Uh, light heavyweight fight: Maxime Grishin against Felipe Lins. Uh, middleweight fight: Christoph Jaco against Brendan Allen. That's a that's a pretty big middleweight fight right there. Both guys are very close to being ranked. You know, as you talked about, Allen just being a slight underdog. But, uh, you know, that could go – that could be a very boring stall fest or Allen could run right through him. Uh, we have a lightweight fight, Joaquin Silva against Jesse Ronson. Uh, both of them, both fighters needing, needing a win to end up in losing skids. Uh, then we have a strawweight fight, Jessica Panay against Tabitha Ricci, and then the prelim headliner is our heavyweight fight, Alexi Olenek against Ilar Latifi. 
And then kicking off the main card is lightweight fight uh, Mike Davis against Vyacheslav Borshev. Then we have bantamweight fight John Sexy Mexi Castaneda against uh, Daniel Santos. The featherweight fight uh, Sadiq Youssef against Don Shanus. Uh, Youssef was supposed to fight Giga Chikadze on the card two weeks ago, but Chikadze was injured, and Shanus was just a guy they found to get Youssef a fight. So uh, should be a pretty should be. Equivalent of a squash match. He beat say. Cody Fister. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's nothing to write home about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> then we have a bantamweight fight. Rayoni Barcelos against Trevin Jones. That's a that's actually a really interesting fight. Then a welterweight fight. Francisco Trinaldo against Randy Brown. Then the main event: Mackenzie Dern against Jan Zionen. So, the um. Oh shit! I'm I'm down three point five points right now, or I'm up three point five points right now in that fantasy game. This is in the league you were in. I don't think you're in it anymore. The um the f the um uh, the fight game media one. I was never in that league. <laughs> I thought you were. Okay. I was never. I haven't been in that league. Okay. Well, that's I am, and uh, we, yeah, and, me, and me and Paul played each other on the uh, in another group that in memory of a. Matt Cleary and yeah. Paul and Paul beat me because the Denver Denver Bronco uh, offense decided really not to show up. I was watching that one the whole time. I was so sure I was gonna I was gonna lose, yeah, and then somehow Manus, I won. Big <laughs> Manus had that field goal in yeah. the uh, in the first, and then he, when he missed that second one, that probably would have put me ahead of you, or at least I was up like I was up like two points with a half to go, and I'm like, yeah. there's no way I'm winning this, and I did. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, fantasy football, it's fun. I'm actually like doing really well this year. I'm like, uh, I'm going to go three and one this week, I think. And that'll put me at, uh, like 10 and two for in my four leagues. So. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, only in two leagues this year. I'll be one and two and one and two and one in the other. That's not too bad. All right. Uh, so yeah, that is, uh, that is the UFC show, uh, from the apex and, uh, do do obviously no gate, um, no fans, no nothing. No, I'm yeah, no, really, uh, no really media, no public. Like, yeah. Know. Really interested to see what that's all about and, uh, and how it looks and how it feels. Um, and, uh, so we done it. We do have a bunch of news, uh, this week, um, you, uh, you've got here. So, uh, started off with, um, uh, Connor and, uh, what's the deal with the, I know the, the big thing for a while was that he had never been tested or he hadn't been tested in a super long time, but I assume that's changed or no, no, no. Well, well, I've been, I've been talking about it. Yeah. About nobody it on, else. On nobody show, but you on the show and me, I've been tweeting about it all year and finally, Finally, uh, Aaron Bronstetter tweeted tweeted about it this week, and all of a sudden it's become a big story, even though I've been talking about it for, for months. But, yeah, he's still the only fighter to not have been uh, been tested by USADA this uh, year, which is which there really needs to be. Uh, <laughs> now's the point, now that it's getting more and more out there, out there, there needs to be some kind of statement that comes out about it. Because is he under some sort of like like retirement that we don't know about oh. from USADA? Is he not under a UFC contract? Is mm. like because those are the only two ways. Got to be a story, yeah. Yeah, those, those are the only two ways that you cannot be tested is if you have taken yourself out of the testing pool due to retirement or or the UFC has notified USADA to take you out of the testing pool. Well don't they know, get like three don't they get like three free misses like where you know like you're you can 
no, like, oh, they're going to come test you, but oh, I can't do it because I'm doing this. And... No, 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 that's not, that's not a thing. Oh, okay. I thought it was. You're supposed to let them know. You're supposed to let them know where you're at. And yeah. if they come to where you're at three times and you're not there those three times, then you're suspended. And would that's those be it. recorded as misses? Like, as, yeah, they're recorded. Okay. As so that, okay. So that, that, that was the only thing I was thinking. I was thinking maybe they've tried and he hasn't been around, but that, yeah, that well, would be. Well, no, if that's, if that's the case for the last year, like, he would yeah. it had come out that he was suspended. Okay. Suspended. Okay. So, and even and even when you're and people are thinking, well, maybe he's suspended. Even if you're suspended, you're tested. Well, okay. maybe he's injured. Even if you're injured, you're you still get te- you still get tested. So he either so he either his contract so, expired or he's or he's uh or you know technically retired. Yeah. So it, it's getting to the point where now like some somebody Jeff Nowitzki or somebody needs to. Needs to comment and uh, comment on it and yeah. address what's going on because it's also not fair to these other fighters. Like no, like why are you? I mean, I mean, yeah. Hey, we can we can talk about Connor all we want about this. He's he's been one of the most tested athletes by USADA ever since they started, and he's never failed. So so it's and not and, uh, and there's like one guy who you know we're going to talk about a little bit later that you brought up the last time we talked about this who like he hasn't fought in like seven years and he's been tested yeah so yeah yeah and it's just yeah I mean like I don't really think and Connor Connor's never really been somebody who was really linked with like you know steroids and stuff it's always been no. the other stuff yeah. that he does that he does but uh yeah there really needs to be something some i saw somebody joke well maybe you saw the game an exemption got it got paid by hollywood so connor can get all jacked up for roadhouse <laughs> oh. roadhouse and not worry about being tested <laughs> so it's possible so, i mean you know what i mean that's not the dumbest thing i've ever heard so yeah I mean, it's so, possible but, uh, but yeah. um so speaking of drug testing bobby king green uh failed the drug test yeah, well, uh, he it hasn't been officially announced by USADA, but remember he was supposed to fight Jim Miller yeah. in UFC 276, and then he was taken out, taken out, and Cerrone replaced him. Uh, Bobby Green said the reason that happened was because uh, he had a positive drug test from a supplement that he got at Walmart, which, uh, which I mean, USADA hasn't announced anything. He's basically self-reporting, and I guess, excuse me, I guess they're going through all the uh, all the legal stuff to be. Uh, to figure out, but yeah, that's uh, if we don't see Bobby Green for a little bit, that's the reason why. Okay, uh, Kevin Holland. Yeah, he was making cryptic posts on on uh, Instagram about being retired because he made a bunch of money for the for saving the show, basically fighting Comzot. And a lot of people are taking this seriously. Do not take it seriously. Okay. I don't believe it for one sec, one second. But but yeah, there's been a couple people who have been really uh naive and believe in that we'll put to you this way do that way i guess who some of them are yeah yeah (laughs) i i haven't you know me i don't follow twitter unless you send me stuff but i can imagine the usual suspects um and we talked about one earlier today and uh one of their uh you know bigger stars at least to an american audience uh eddie alvarez he's done with them yeah, he's done. He's done with one. Uh, I don't, you know, they just they uh, agreed to. They mutually agreed to part ways. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this, and I've had mixed thoughts. I was like, maybe UFC should try to bring him back, back because that lightweight division's a little bit crazy, crazy right now. And throwing him in that mix might be fun, but he also hasn't had the best recent record, and he's thirty eight. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to say, hard to say what to do, what to do. I mean, if I'm UFC, I I try to bring him back at least for four fights, and and you know maybe let him retire underneath your banner. But who knows? Uh, I'm hearing rumblings that there's going to be a Bellator lightweight Grand Prix mm-hmm. next year, so Bellator can always swoop in and sign him. But yeah, his options at being thirty. Hoping years it would old. be middleweight with our boy Aaron Jeffrey. Yeah, uh, well, I, I mean, middleweight's also possible. I've heard rumblings of both, yeah. of both. So, I, yeah. you know what? I mean, UFC bring him in for the MSG show to fight uh, uh, Jim Miller. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. I mean, and I could also see him going PFL, trying yeah. to, you know, yeah, make an easy million dollars. So, yeah. I don't know if it'd be an easy million. I something tells me he's not not winning that tournament. But. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> um, in his mind, his mind. What, oh yeah, yeah, in his mind, yeah, yeah. Well, he'd probably get a decent guarantee anyways because he's got yeah, yeah, yeah. So. like one of these Anthony Pettis deals. So, but yeah, I, I suspect we'll see him back. You know, we'll see him somewhere soon. Yeah, yeah, because he's, I mean, he's 38, but he's, like you said, he's got a big name. And, I mean, he's he's been in some wars, but he's, like, he still looks decent, you know. Yeah, he's not getting knocked out, knocked out. And, I mean, and, no. and, and you know, he's just, I mean, you look at his UFC, UFC runs, the only people he lost to were, what, Connor Poirier. Yeah. That's it. He yeah. knocked out Justin Gaethje, you know. So and he won the title. So yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Jermaine Durandamy is pregnant, and yeah. that that surprised me for a number of reasons. Um. She is thirty eight. I mean, probably the biggest one. Um. I wonder if that might be it for her. Yeah, it's weird. She just she hasn't fought for a very long, very long time, and yeah, and then all of a sudden, years. yeah, and then all of a sudden now you're having. You're having a kid, which is another another year and a half before she'll be back. She'll be back, and she'll be forty, almost forty. By the uh, I mean, you have to wonder. She said uh, she's planning on fighting again, but you never know. But yeah, yeah. But uh, for some reason, yeah. I like she's been gone for so long. I thought she was in Bellator, and then I'm like, I just pulled up a record here, and yeah, no, she's she's like been she's been gone for so long that people thought she was never gonna that she was just done fighting you know just, i mean the lot i mean here here's this like she her last win she submitted juliana pena who went on to win the bantamweight title um you know so that's how long she's been gone yeah um her and point. her only loss her only loss losses i should say in the last uh 10 years were both to amanda nunez yeah. um so i mean yeah she's still like a top top fighter and really like and if you want to go featherweight like she probably maybe one the only person in ufc that's going to give amanda nunez a, a decent fight at featherweight but um you know not that that's going to happen anytime soon i don't think we're ever going to see that featherweight title defended again personally but yeah i don't think so either yeah um all right um we have uh oh elizia zaleski suspended is that another drug thing yeah yeah elizia zaleski really exciting welter welterweight but he's suspended a year Failed to use a drug test. So, all right. And John Hathaway, that's the guy I was talking about earlier. Um, You brought him up. I hadn't heard the name in forever. You know, the guy like stormed in the UFC. He had like just an incredible record. Uh, You know, was under 25 and then just disappeared off the face of the earth for like the last, what, seven years? Yeah. And he's coming back. Yeah, there's a uh, there was a long form story put out by Nolan King on MMA Junkie today okay. today, which uh, kind of coincides with it coincides with everything because we've because you know bringing up the drug tested stuff. I've seen his name as being drug tested still. You know, I mean, he hasn't fought since 
March of 2014. God, when, eight when years. I, yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, it was like, he's still getting drug tested and, and all that. And, he, and he's still under, under UFC contract. Uh, he had been battling with uh, like ulcerative colitis for the last several years. He had his large intestine removed, all that kind of just very, very serious health issue, health issues. But uh, he's been back training for the last, I guess, you know, I don't think he ever stopped training, but he's been back serious training and he's making his comeback. He's still under UFC contract, but UFC is allowing him to fight for the octagon promotion over. I don't know where it's based at, but over there in, in Europe, yeah. get some fights because they, uh, they told him like, we don't want to rush you back after all that and being out eight years and putting you right back with the wolves. So they're going to let him get, yeah, they said, they said multiple fights, is yeah. from what I read on read in the story, but uh, he's going to be uh, returning October fifteenth. This is his actual uh, first fight back, back. So uh, you know we could be seeing him back in the UFC here, here you know in a year or so if he if all goes well, you know, and he and he's healthy and he's looking good and all that. And, you know, and I mean, I mean he he last fought yeah twenty fourteen. It was an no- incredible knockout loss to Dong. Uh, Dong Hyun Kim, but he's, his record is really strong, and that was seventeen back, and two, seventeen and two, and yeah. beat Diego Sanchez. He's beaten a lot of really, really good guys from back in the day, back in the day. And he, like, I don't know if they were doing rankings when he first when he left, but he was he would have been a guy like whenever he left, it would have been definitely like a top 15, oh, 15 yeah. welterweight for sure, for sure. And he looked like he was a really bright prospect. And and yeah, I would love to see him just make his way back from all this and be in the UFC again. He's 34, 34 now, but I mean if you can make that comeback after everything you've been you've dealt with dealt with and being out that long, yeah. I mean, maybe a great story. He um I'm uh I'm just looking at his record, and I didn't even realize that he was originally scheduled to fight on the Mendez McGregor card yeah. in 2015, but but he had an injury and and pulled out. Well, but I was at that card, it, so yeah, it I wasn't. I mean, all of his injuries that he pulled out for fight fights because he pulled out so, pulled out several like against yeah. Matt Brown, against Gunnar Nelson, against against a few a few guys. But it was all, yeah. all because that was a Gunnar Nelson one. That one, yeah, it was all because of the ulcer colitis, and right. All that, so. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he missed. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at it here. Yeah. Four, four different fights over the course of a couple of years. Uh, but yeah. It's, and, you know, you talk about drug testing, man, I'm looking at his uh, topology picture right now and you know, this is old, but the guy was ripped. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see him again. Um, all right. And then uh, we got some, uh, some big fights uh, been made over the last little while that I can yeah. see that uh, at least a couple of them that I hadn't heard about. Yeah. A few, few, few of them. Uh, we have a short notice fight for the October 15th, 15th card, but it's a pretty big welterweight fight. Daniel Rodriguez against Neil Magny. I mean, I mean, mm. Rodriguez just, just fought on yeah. the, on the September pay-per-view and Magny didn't fight all that long ago, but both these guys have been always been completely active and wanting to fight a whole lot. So that's uh that's a good fight to add to that show that kind of needed it needed another fight. Another I'm surprised Rodriguez is back already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he he's he's a guy that was fighting a lot there on short notice and then when you take have to take a year off cuz of injuries, you just kind of want to get yeah. back as quickly as possible if you're healthy. So uh, yeah. uh UFC 280 in uh, Abu Dhabi, uh Jalton Almeida against Shamil Abdurakimov. That was a uh, rebooked for that show. Uh we have a main event for the November 19th card 
uh, <laughs> at the apex. And usually when they're having trouble, trouble uh, getting the main event, you can usually count on a heavyweight fight being made as a main event and odds will usually be like, okay, that's going to be a Derek Lewis fight. That's what it is. Derek Lewis against Sergei Spivak. Uh, I assume it's event. a three round main event. It's a five round main event. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> said he wasn't going to do five rounds anymore. Yeah. Derek Lewis, he said he wasn't going to do five, five rounds anymore. Well, yeah. you know, he's got the power to make sure that it doesn't go five rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, UFC 282, uh, December 10th. Interesting middleweight fight. Chris Curtis against Joaquin Buckley. That's a, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. How do, who, who do we cheer for? Chris <laughs> Curtis. Yeah. Um, UFC fight night, uh, the last one of the year, December 17th. Middleweight fight, Mikhail Oleksajek against uh, Albert Duraev. And then we have our first three, like, I guess we you would say announced bookings for. Uh, 2023. 2023. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, the first event is going to be on January 14th. Um, a flyweight fight, Jeff Molina, impressive uh, flyweight. Welcome Jimmy, welcoming Jimmy Flick back to competition. Flick, uh, he he got a little bit of notoriety from the Contender Series and his UFC yep. debut, and then abruptly retired <laughs> because <laughs> of fighter pay. But now it's coming back to fighting. Mm. So, so there you go. And then uh, UFC 283. Rio de Janeiro, uh, January 21st. Uh, Gabriel Bonfim, one of the half of the Bonfim brothers that just got signed from the Contender Series against Munir Lazez and uh, Josia Nunez against Sarah Farron. Those are the three. Is that, is that the card? Is that supposed to be in Brazil, that card? That's in Rio, and the uh, okay. and it's looking like Marino and Figueiredo are going to fight on that card. Okay, so just like uh, they said on the pay-per-view, that's cool. And imagine we'll get the other Bonfim brother at some point for this card. Yeah, yeah, if he's available for it, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that that's just about gonna do it for this show. Uh what do we what do we get? Ah, yeah, just over an hour. So there you go. Um we and man, I you know what? If you would have told me that we went 90 minutes, I wouldn't have been surprised because it feels like we packed a lot in here. But um the uh so if you haven't already, uh check out Ryan's uh coverage of uh uh, well, there was no UFC last week. That's right. I was wondering, like, I, I, but I did read uh, this. So I read last week's Observer, which had, was that the pay per view? Yeah. Already no, forgetting. No, yeah. No, the Sanhagen. Oh, the set. You're right. Sanhagen Yawn. Yeah. Yeah. I just started actually re- reading it. Uh, it's sitting on the, uh, right, right on my uh, reading throne, uh, ready to, I'll, I'll finish the UFC article tomorrow morning. Um, but uh, yeah, so check that out in the Wrestling Observer if you haven't already. And then, of course, uh, this coming weekend, you can check out Ryan's coverage on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. No rest, no uh, MMA stuff in the Observer this week from Ryan. You get a nice, well-deserved week off. And uh, for me, I uh, I, I was guest, guested on The Wrap this past weekend with uh, Keila Cash and uh, Scott Young. So you can check that out on this very free feed, probably right above this show in, in terms of uh, depending on how your uh, things get downloaded. And then I'll be back tomorrow with the dynamite show with Jeff Hawkins. And uh, Jeff and I had a video where we talked about former UFC fighter, Marina Shafir. And for some reason it's blowing up. I have no idea why, but uh, I'll take it. Um, and uh, yeah, and then you can uh, follow me and Ryan on uh, Twitter, uh, Paul Ace Fontaine at Ryan J. Frederick. Uh, as we tweet about the fights and uh, interact with all you good folks and ignore the ones that are assholes. Uh, so 
For Ryan, I'm Paul. And Ryan, take us home like you always do. All right. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later.